0: Hello, and welcome to the Faith and More podcast. I firmly believe God works through people every day to help us. These people are selfless and so very humble. The majority of us don't even know they exist or existed. My name is Angel, and each podcast I will showcase one of these amazing people. Their stories will uplift, inspire, encourage, support, heal, and give you hope. Hello everyone! How are you all doing? I so hope and pray you all are blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, welcome, and if you're returning, thank you so much for coming back. This week I'll be sharing with you a little of the life story of Jetsunma Tenzin Palmo. Jetsunma Tenzin Palmo was born in England on June 30th, 1943, and named Diane Perry. She and her older brother were raised by her mother in Bethnal Green area of London after her father's death when Diam was two years old. Mrs. Perry was a spiritualist who held seances in the family home, and Jetsuma credits this as being a strong and positive influence on her development as a seeker of truth. At the age of 18, Jetsuma realized she was a Buddhist while reading the book The Mind Unshaken by John Walters. After leaving school, she worked as a librarian at the Hackney Public Library and then SOAS, the School of Oriental and African Studies in London, saving enough money to leave England in 1964, sailing to India to pursue her spiritual path. She headed north to Dalhousie in Himachal Pradesh, where she had arranged to work with an ex Englishwoman named Frida Betty, who had opened a school for young reincarnated lamas among the exiled Tibetan community. On her twenty-first birthday in June of nineteen sixty-four, the school had a special guest: His Eminence the Eighth Kamchal Rinpoche, a Drukpo Kagyu lama. Diane recognized him immediately as her guru and asked him if she could become a nun. At the age of twenty-one, only three months after arriving in India, the newly named. Drubkul Tenzin Palmo became one of the first Westerners to be ordained as a Tibetan Buddhist monastic. In 1967, she received the Sramrika ordination at Rumtek Monastery in Sikkim from His Holiness the 16th Karmapa. Unfortunately, full ordination is not yet available for women in the Tibetan tradition, and I so hope that that changes as soon as possible. Uh, But Jitsuma had a way around this. In 1973, she traveled to Hong Kong to obtain a Bhikshuni ordination at Mufat Temple. Tenzin Palma was based with Kamchal Rinpoche and his community first in Dalhousie and then at the monastery of Tashi Jong near Palampur, Himachal Pradesh, for six years until 1970, when he directed her to the Himalayan Valley of Lahore, in order to undertake more intensive practice, she stayed in Tayogompa, a small Lahuli village monastery, for the next six years, remaining in retreat during the long winter months. Then, in 1976, seeking more seclusion and better conditions for practice, she found a cave a couple hours' hike from Toyul at an elevation of 13,200 feet. The cave was enhanced by building and closing walls, creating a living space around six feet square. In the summer months, supplies were delivered by Kay Long, and she grew turnips and potatoes nearby. She stockpiled for the winter when the cave was snowbound. She slept and meditated upright in a meditation box. And if I may just interject here for a moment, if you don't know what a meditation box is, Google it. You will be surprised. Now, when you see this little box, just imagine having to sit and sleep, sitting up in a meditation position in this thing. It is crazy, let alone to be in a cave by yourself, She is a remarkably and amazingly strong woman. Despite many hardships and life-threatening experiences, Tenzin Palmo thrived in her solitary spiritual practice and lived in the cave for 12 years, from the ages of 33 to 45. For the first nine years, she occasionally had visitors and took trips away from the cave, while the last three years were spent in strict retreat. Her retreat ended in the summer of 1988, and after 24 years in India, she returned to Europe to stay with friends in Assisi, Italy. There, she rediscovered her Western roots and started to accept requests to teach. Before his eminence, Kumcho Rinpoche, passed away in 1980, he had on several occasions requested Tenzin Palma to start a nunnery. She understood the importance of this and remembers when in 1993, his reincarnation, His Eminence the Ninth Kamcho Rinpoche, together with the lamas of the Kampogur Monastery at Tashi Jong, again made the request. This time, Tenzin Palma was ready to take on the formidable task. Legal preparations began, suitable land was found near Tashi Jong, and she began slowly raising support worldwide after the publication of her biography cave in the snow by vicki mckenzie in 1998 her profile increased exponentially and she began annual international teaching tours to raise funds in january 2000 the first nuns arrived while Tenzin palmo was still based at Jong, and in 2001 construction began at the pedicure site his eminence kumchul rinpoche gave the nunnery the name Donggyo Gatsul Ling, which translates as Garden of the Authentic Lineage. Today, DGL is fully completed and provides educational and spiritual instructions to over 100 nuns. In February of 2008, Tenzin Palma was given the rare title Jetsuma, which means Venerable Master, by His Holiness the 12th Gawang Drukpa, Head of the Drukpa Kagyu lineage, in recognition of her spiritual achievements as a nun and her efforts in promoting the status of female practitioners in Tibetan Buddhism, Tenzin Palmo spends most of the year at Dongil Gatsang Ling Nunnery and occasionally tours, giving teachings and raising funds for the ongoing needs of the DGL nuns and nunnery. In addition to her role as founding director of Ling Nunnery, Jitsunma is president of Sakyadita International Association of Buddhist Women, founding director of the Alliance of Non-Himalayan Nuns, honorary advisor to the International Network of Engaged Buddhists, and founding member of the Committee for Beksuni Ordination. To find out more about Jitsunma Tenzin Palma's life, Read Vicki McKenzie's biography, Cave in the Snow, published by Bloomsbury, to see also the documentary, Cave in the Snow, which is available on DVD. Jitsuma is an incredible, amazing, and inspiring being. I mean, she achieved in the 60s and 70s what most could not. Um, as it said in the article, she was one of the very first to be ordained by the Tibetan tradition. Um, they really fr- frowned upon Westerners back in those days, and unfortunately, especially women. But she is, a, as you can tell, a remarkably amazing and strong woman. Could you imagine being in a retreat in a cave that's thirteen thousand two hundred feet in elevation for twelve years, <laughs> to the point to where she was growing her own turnips and potatoes in? Sleeping and meditating upright in a meditation box. Again, Google meditation box and take a look at it. You will flip, excuse me, when you see this. It would be extremely uncomfortable for 20 minutes, let alone the amount of time she spent. And I'm very happy to report that Jetsuma is still alive and thriving. She's doing great. She's age 78 now. She's still teaching, she's touring, she still raises money for the various organizations and um, nunneries and monasteries that she funds and, and helps to keep going. Um, check out her biography, Cave in the Snow by Vicki McKenzie. That is an amazing book. It's one of my wife's favorite books and Tenzin Palma is one of my wife's favorite spiritual teachers. She is truly, here I go again, truly amazing. Um, Look on YouTube. There's tons of videos of Jetsuma, Tenzin Palmo on there. Um, I will put a couple links to some of those in the show notes as a quick, quick reference. But please, check her out. Read the book. Um, you won't regret it. I mean, just so, so, and again, no matter what your religious beliefs and practices and faith are, she transcends that. It's everything she teaches you you can put into your spiritual toolbox and it will help you no matter what your faith is. There is a great article in lion's roar uh, that I will have a link to in the show notes. It's from five years ago, but it still has a lot of great information where they actually interviewed uh, Jetsuma and asked her specifically about some of the things that happened to her while she was in the cave retreat. And she said one winter After seven days of continuous driving blizzards, she discovered that the height of the snow had covered the opening of her cave and that she was imprisoned. At first, she got herself ready to be buried alive, but then she heard an inner voice telling her to dig. She immediately seized her saucepan lids and started digging. After long, terrifying minutes, she finally reached the outside air. However, when she went back into the cave, she realized that the ambient air was not contaminated by fresh air. This was how she discovered that the caves and snow breathe and that she wasn't going to die. So this is just one of many harrowing stories of Jetsuma and her life and times while she was in retreat in the cave. But don't just focus on that. Her life is truly amazing from, from A to Z. And as I said, she's I'm happy to report she's still alive and thriving today. Check her out. Check her out on YouTube. Check out Cave in the Snow. It's, a, it's an amazing read. It's one of those books that once you start reading it, you won't be able to put it down. And of course, I'll have a link to the book on Amazon in the show notes. This week's Song of the Week is actually a concert by Annie Choying Droma. It's called Buddhist Chants and Songs. It's a YouTube concert or a concert that the video has been uploaded to YouTube, and I'll have a link to that in the show notes. Check her out. If you have an idea for the show or have someone in mind that you would like for me to showcase on the show, please, by all means, let me know. There's two ways to do that. You can email me at faithandmorepodcast at gmail.com, or you can actually leave me a voicemail message through anchor.fm slash faith dash and dash more. Again, to do the voice message, you have to actually go to the anchor.fm site to do that. You can't do that through Spotify or. Apple podcast or anything like that. Unfortunately, again, I'll have links to both of those ways of contacting me in the description of this podcast, and it will be in every description of the podcast. And I greatly welcome your feedback as well. I mean, what would you like to see? What sounds good? What doesn't sound good? Um, you know, we're always working to improve the podcast and make it better. And you can help in also many ways. Thank you all so very much for tuning in and listening. I'm so looking forward to seeing you all again. But until then, lots of love and blessings to each of you.